When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's time for our monthly chat with the Citizens Information Service. And I'm joined this morning once again by Anne O'Donovan, who is the Development Manager with the South Munster Citizens Information Service, which covers West Cork and is based in Bantry. Good morning to you, Anne. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, Anne, you're very welcome. And in a couple of minutes, we are going to be discussing pensions and other supports for older people. But firstly, restrictions starting to be lifted. The first of them from uh, today, we're trying to get back to a more normal life. How are you guys doing at Citizens Information? Are you open for drop-in yet? No, Patricia. We're still providing our service uh, mainly by phone, but, but we see people by appointment in circumstances where we can't deal with the issue over the phone. So really what we would say is uh, we ask people that they ring us first um, as, as we still don't have the drop-in, so it's not possible to just walk in, but really want to reassure people that if someone needs a face-to-face appointment, we will facilitate it if at all possible. Um, currently, our offices in Bantry, Fermoy, Mallow and Yall are set up to meet people by appointment. So okay, but not, sort of, not, don't drop wa- in. not the walk in the way it used yeah, to be. Just, but that no. will come in time. Oh, we are hoping. I mean, like like that would very much be in our bread and butter, Patricia. Yeah. We'd love to get back to that, and and that's the way we really that's the way we want to work. But just circumstances don't allow us at the moment because okay. our volunteers still aren't back. Because we, you know, we've had a year and a half now where we, our volunteers can't come in, and you know, some of our scheme staff. So we have a lot of catching up and training to do for people yet. So yeah, you have to keep everybody yeah. safe. That's what it's all about. So today yeah. we're going to focus on older people. Now, what information and supports are available for older people from Citizens Information? Well, we provide a, a broad range of information advice uh, on topics that are of interest to older people. Um, I suppose the, most queries we'll get really are in relation to the state pensions uh, and the other secondary benefits, you know, the fuel allowance, free travel, household benefits, those kind of schemes. And, of course, we also deal with uh, queries in relation to the, the nursing home support scheme, you know, the, the fair deal, things like renewing driving licence. And a lot of people have had queries about that because, you know, so many things have gone online for people, so they would be contacting us to know what, how to do it. Um, housing grants, you know, around adapting your house as you get older, putting in mobility aids, all that kind of thing. To be honest, it's very broad. We're like a one-stop shop for information, advice and advocacy. So, And I suppose the other thing is if we don't have the answers, we'll, we'll link you into the place that do. So, brilliant, yeah. brilliant. OK, you mentioned the state pension. What are the main queries around the state pension? I suppose 
The first thing really is a lot of people maybe um, aren't sure what to expect. I suppose if you've had a, you know, if you've had a work life where you started at 18 and you work continuously in the same place right up until you're 66, it's fairly straightforward. But that's not the case for a lot of people. So, so a lot of people contact us really to find out as they approach pension age to find out what rate of, of pension they can expect. And I suppose the first thing we will always say to people is we'd advise them to request a copy of their social insurance record from the department because when they receive that then we can we would generally arrange to go through it with them and we're able to advise them what to expect and what level of pension their con- contributions entitled them to. Because as I said, you know, a lot of people, maybe particularly women, if they've gaps in their record, you know, uh, as I said, for a lot of women they may have been out of work raising their children We'll check if they're eligible for like this home caring credits. Mm. Uh, you know, so like, so and that can be up to twenty years, can't it? It is, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like, for, like for anybody who was born after the first September nineteen forty six, and if they've been caring full time, yeah, you're you're right. They can have up to twenty years of home caring credits. Now, the, I suppose the most important thing, though, to unlock those tw- those home caring credits, somebody needs to have. 10 years of paid contributions okay. so if you haven't that minimum of 10 years paid contributions we can't look at the home caring but but that's the kind of thing we look with people okay. you know, and, and, but then what, what about the spouse if hobby went out to work uh, and you don't have enough credits in your right because you were the stay at home mother mm-hmm. can, yeah, yeah. can the husband claim the spouse claim yeah, yeah. So the spouse, uh, spouse or partner can claim an increase for what's called their qualified adult. That's their dependent adult. Now, when so when when we're discussing pensions with with couples, really, we will always explore whether someone would be better off applying for a pension in their own right if they have enough, or whether they should be a, a qualified adult on their their partner's, their spouse or, or partner's pension. Now, I suppose the key thing that we always need to flag with people is that the increase. Even on a contributory pension, which is based on someone's PRSI, if they're claiming an increase for their spouse or partner, that increase is means tested, ah. and that and that that sometimes comes as a surprise to people. And and we have come across situations where maybe the spouse, maybe they obviously when they were applying for the pension, they put down all the information about their you know what any assets or whatever they had. But sometimes maybe the spouse had a change in circumstances. Maybe someone, maybe they had an inheritance of money or property and subsequent to the pension being approved, but they didn't inform the department. And I suppose that can lead to an overpayment arising and the department looking for the money back. So we would always say to be careful that if you are a, if you are a qualified adult, you're getting it on the basis of your husband's um, pension in this case. Um, if there's any change in circumstances, you need to notify the department so they don't, people don't land into an overpayment situation. If you worked abroad, and many people have uh, worked abroad, does that go towards your pension in Ireland? Yeah, no, that's again a frequent uh, query because I suppose a lot of people in Ireland have spent time abroad. So if you've worked in Ireland and you've also worked in another EU uh, country, your Irish contributions from the other EU country can be added to your Irish PRSI to help you qualify for a pension. Now, again, I just really caution with that, though. It will be a pro-rata pension. So what that means, it's proportionate to the amount of contributions you actually paid in Ireland. So it's never going to be greater than the amount you get if you had that minimum of 10 years worked in Ireland. So we will always look to see, have have you 10 years paid contributions in Ireland for us? Because if you have, that's going to be much better off than going for what we call the pro rata pension, which is proportionate to, you know, where you're combining your Irish and 
and French or Irish and America or whatever, because it, as well as other EU countries, it also applies if you worked in a non-EU country that Ireland has a what they call a bilateral social security agreement with. So like that would be America, Canada, Australia, countries like that, you know. Yeah, and that's where you guys can come in to work out which yeah, is the best, one, the best one to apply yeah. for. A lot of Irish people will have worked in the UK. Has anything changed since Brexit? No, at the moment now, like Irish and UK citizens living here in Ireland, they can still benefit from the social insurance contributions they made when working in the UK in the same pro rata way, okay, as I said earlier. So it's going to still be a proportionate pension. Now, that is under the current so under the current, degree, current situations. Now, again, we don't know if that's going to change, but as it stands, nothing's changed. And Thanks, I can see a number of listeners are asking the same question. What happens if you don't have enough contributions? to get a pension. Yes, and sometimes that can happen for for a variety of reasons because I, I need to stress that you need that minimum of 10 years of paid social insurance contributions to get the minimum contributory pension. So, um, so then obviously if that isn't the case because for whatever reason that somebody is then looking at applying for the state non-contributory pension and that the difference with the non-contributory pension really is that it's means tested. So when... So when somebody is in that situation, we will go through the means test with, with you. I mean, your own home is, is, is never taken into account in the means test, but anything else, any other property that's owned or any savings, also your partner's income, everything is looked at in the non-contributory pension. So, and that, you know, at times, sometimes people are a bit alarmed about that and kind of concerned because they're not sure how that means test is going to work. But that's something we, we can explain. Go through. But, through but, but if a person then did have savings or, or did have assets, I mean, is there a scenario that they could end up with no state pension? Well, no, it's not quite as cut and dried as that, really. So uh, there are some disregards. So a, a single person uh, straight off can have €20,000 of, of savings or capital and it's ignored and it's double that for a couple uh, and as I said earlier if the person owns their own home the value of that is disregarded it doesn't matter whether your house is worth 100,000 or a million it, once you're it's your own home and you're using it you're living in it it never comes into the, the means test now the difference would be alright if someone had a second property so if you had a second property and um, even if it was rented out it's not the rental value they'll be looking at, it's the capital value wow. of that that's going to be taken into account. If and that can in, catch people you, out. Yeah, if you inherited yeah. a property or something, yeah. It you, can, yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, now, if, there, if it's something you bought and there was an outstanding mortgage, you know, the mor- it's, it's the mortgage value is taken off, you know, would be, uh, there'd be allowances for that. But if you own it straight out, you're, you're talking about the capital value of it. So, so I suppose we would encourage really anyone, if they're unsure about the means test, to contact us and we'll go through it, the figures with them. Because, I mean, there, like, there are a lot of different disregards. And even on the non-contributory pension, if somebody was working, say, they were, they, they were employed, they could earn €200 Euros a week from insurable employment and still be able to keep their, their yeah. non-contributory say, pension. So it's not, you know, it, it's, it's not cut and dried, you know. What yeah, I mean? So yeah. we, would, we would really urge people, if they're in that situation, to come and talk to us and we'll explain the figures because it's... Um, okay, and we know different. there was a lot of talk and debate about changing the age for the uh, state pension. Is that still going ahead? Well, yeah, you're right there. Now, currently, you, you get your pension at 66. And, and yeah, you're right, because I mean, the, it was due to rise to 67 from the 1st of January 2021. But then you might recall the government deferred this change and um, a pension commission has been established to consider the change to the pension age 
among other things. So for the moment, though, it remains at 66. Okay, but, but of course... It, it, it could change, but yeah. at the moment it's 66. Yeah. Okay, and of course the big one with it being at 66, many people... Their, their place of employment will tell them that they must retire at 65. So they've mm-hmm. got that year in between. Yeah, and, and, and what, yeah, that year between 65 and 66 is like a no man's land there. Yeah. But if you retire at 65, you may qualify for, there was a new benefit payment introduced, which covered, it kind of bridges that gap between uh, 65 and 66. So to qualify for that uh, at 65, you must, have stopped work and then there's certain PRSI contributions to be met they're not too onerous um, and then the payment it's similar to job seekers benefit it's around the same amount 203 euros per week but you don't need to be looking for work or signing on at your local in trio centre so yeah. you know it, it's kind of there, there's less conditions around it really Okay and if that goes to 67 you'll be doing that for two years but anyway, I expect yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah Okay listener says could you ask uh, and your guest please is there any chance somebody born in January of 1946 could claim extra credits my old age pension is short by five euro I was short two years of contributions for the full pension Well you see if somebody has I suppose if somebody has the basic they need to have the minimum 10 years paid and then the only other thing then they can there is up to 20 years of home caring tax credits but there are there are sort of certain um um, conditions around that, you know, that you're caring for a child under 12. So one of the things, when, I suppose I would really encourage that person to talk to us. Yeah. And we take, cause, I mean, because there's so many different things you need to look at. You need to look at, say, the age of their children when they were born. You also need to look when they were last in the compulsory system because you can make voluntary contributions if, if you meet certain conditions. But again, I really would need to talk to the person. Yes, yeah, so I would. Re- okay. that, per- that person, I would say, and, give them my number and get them to ring. And up. this is somebody else. I think that maybe needs to go into or make contact with their local system's information. But this is an interesting one. Could you ask Anne, please, what the pension, what my pension situation is likely to be? I worked for six years and then I've worked in the home for the past twenty-eight years. The reason I've been at home for twenty-eight years, I've been caring for my children, but one of my children has special needs and therefore needs supervision twenty-four-seven. My husband has always had a good Good job during the duration of that time and we'll have a substantial pension shortly. However, we're about to get divorced and I'm wondering what my own entitlement to a pension will be. Yeah, again, I would really say to that person to to ring us because we would need, you know, because sometimes in divorce situations, pensions are part of the thing that are looked at as part of the settlement. So, but generally, I suppose she, I think the person said they had six years work. Now, just on the surface of it, you need to have the minimum of 10 years work to be Mm -hmm. able to avail of the home caring uh, credits that she would, would, could accrue around um, being being at home caring for her, her children. Uh, but I'd really say again we need to look at yeah. her so she, we need to talk to her because I suppose one of the things about the way when we work with people is um, uh, because obviously the first thing we, we offer a confidential service uh, because once you ask a question we normally have to come back with a whole lot of other questions yeah, it's, not, the situation it's not as we simple come as a, a yes or no answer it, it, for it, sure, it very rarely is you know yeah. so that's why I'd really encourage them to come and contact us and we, I'll give you the contact details at, at the, the end, end and, we, and we go through then because we'd need to we need to delve into it a lot more. Okay, leaving pensions aside then, what are other benefits for older people that they need to consider? 
Well, I suppose, again, there there are various benefits that kick in when you're, like, uh, free travel, say, kicks in, for is available for people, for everyone age 66 plus, if they're a resident here in Ireland. And you can also look at extending your free travel to Northern Ireland through the Smart Pass. That's another uh, benefit for, for over when you're over 66. Um, under certain circumstances, you can qualify for the Household Benefits Package at 66. That's, you know, where you get electricity allowance and the free TV licence. Now, if you're age 70 or over, you're entitled to claim the household benefits simply on the basis of being over 70. There's no more conditions. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Around it, provided the bills are in your name and uh, it doesn't matter else who's living with you. Um, other things really, just there is a more generous means test for the over 70s medical card. So a single person can have a gross weekly income of €550 and a couple of 1050 which is much more generous than for people under 70. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, just to be aware, if one of the couple is aged over 70 and the other is under 70, they'll both be treated as being over 70 in the assessment, uh, provided now what is important that it's the person aged over 70 who applies. And oh, I suppose the other thing then is at, at 70, there's no charge for renewing your driving license, which is plus. One of the pluses, but you can only renew your driving license for a short time, isn't it, over yeah. 70? Yeah, that's right. Like, I, I suppose once you're over 60, there is limits on how long you can apply. So if you're between 60 and 67, you can apply for a license that will expire the day before your 70th birthday. And then if you're between 67 and 70, you can apply for a three-year license. And then if your current license is due to expire within three months of your 70th birthday, your new license then is issued for either one year or three years. Now, normally it's three years. The shorter duration of one year will apply if your GP chooses that option on the medical report. But for most people, it is three years. Now, some older people and their families are thinking about nursing home and, and the fair deal uh, scheme. The financial assessment for this uh, scheme, that can cause a, a lot of concern. Can you help out with that? That's information. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you, it's one of those things, if you're not familiar with the way it's assessed, it can be confusing. And it certainly, it's a, we would often receive queries there from families. They're struggling to make sense of it. But I suppose the first thing really is the person 
basically the person receiving the care, um, they're contributing 80% of their assessable income. So for most people, that will be their pension, say. So if, say, for argument's sake, if someone is in receipt of the weekly state pension of 248.30, they'll contribute 198.64 of it towards their nursing home cost. That would be 80% of it. Now, if it's a couple... Uh, it's 40%. Now, the other thing is that comes into it is because with the nursing home, with the fair deal scheme, they look at everything. They don't, you know, there's, you know, like I mentioned earlier, like say in, for this, the non-contributing pension, your own house, if you're living in it, is, it doesn't come into the assessment. That isn't the case for the fair deal. So, it, in addition, you, they, people are, there's a charge of 7.5% on any assets such as land or property, including the 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 house the that home. someone lives in. Yeah. Now it's and again, all of these are halved if you're part of a couple. But the seven point five percent charge on the on the principal residence is capped at three years. So I suppose that's the one thing with with your own home. The charge only goes on it for th- even if the person years. was in the nursing home for five years. It's only five three years, years. Or, or twenty years. Yeah. Okay. It, the, the, the own home is capped. No, at at the three years. Three years. Now, currently that cap doesn't apply to farms or businesses. You know, so like if you have a farm, the 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 the, the, it doesn't end at three years. That charge just remains on it indefinitely as long as the person's there. Same with a business. But I suppose people may be aware and is that legislation is being prepared to extend the three year cap to farms or businesses under certain circumstances. There will be certain conditions on it. Um, and the key thing really is where a family successor commits to working the farm or business for six years. And w- uh, certainly we would have had loads of queries from people who are, this is a big concern for them, you know, where yeah, the family, where the, the couple are, or one of the couple are going to hospital, they still are the owner, the farm is still in their, their name. And there might be some son or daughter running the farm, but because it's still in their name, it's an asset. And this, that seven, the, the, the charge on it, is indefinite, you know, mm. but uh, but it is going to be a, a positive uh, when that legislation comes in. It will cap it, you know, if there is somebody working the farm and they're committing to working it for six years. Yeah. So again, I'd say co- contact us if people have queries about that. Yeah, because someone else has, has a query about is it different when if the farm is being leased as opposed to somebody working the farm? Is that something you can deal with? I, I, to be honest, I would need to look at that a bit more. I wouldn't be able yeah. to give you an off-the-cuff answer to that one yet. Yeah, somebody uh, go to Citizen Information, they should be able, yeah, able to help yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Can yeah. a person retain any assets or savings? Yeah, now the first 36,000 of your assets are excluded if you're single and 72,000 for a couple. Okay, so so like let's say if somebody had nothing else, only their house, let's say their house was 100,000, say, and they, the 36,000 would come off it before they do any other assessing on it, you know. Okay. So you could either have 36,000 in the bank or, or it'll be in assets. In, in assets, yeah. And it's double that for a couple. And then, um, now if your assets include your land and property, you can defer paying the 7.5% contribution by applying, there's the option of what they call the nursing home loan. So someone can apply for that. So it means it's deferring payment of it until maybe they, when they're deceased or whatever, and it come, it's sold, and the property is sold or whatever, and then it's paid back then. But one other thing, just to be aware that, like I said, if you if you ha- if you if you own your own house and and that's assessed as an asset at the moment, it's capped at three years. But if you happen to sell the, the house after your first assessment, then the proceeds of the sale become a cash 
cash asset, so it's no longer capped at the three the three years, you know. Okay. So, uh, so that's just to be aware of that as well. Now, a couple of people are asking the same question. I know this is something you, you want to mention. Um, hi, Patricia. If the parents sign over the farm to a son or a daughter, are they exempt from the fair deal scheme? Okay, we would say, like, people would need to think carefully about this, okay? Um, it's, it's really the timing of when that would happen. So if, because um, if the if the assets you transfer are within five in in within the five years before the date of your first application, okay, or are, 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 are transferred on or after the date of the first application, in it it's treated as if you still had it. You're seen as having deprived yourself of an asset, okay. Mm. So so we really would you'd want to think carefully about that. So it, so you could someone could if it's if it is within five years person could find themselves without the asset and being treated and at the same time being charged as if they still had it. So I suppose that's really you need to that's think hard about that. So if, if you're transferring it within five years of applying for the nursing home support scheme, you'll be treated, you'll be seniors having deprived yourself of an asset. Okay. And now that's the same if someone, you know, we talked about the non-contributory state pension earlier. It's the same thing with that. You know, they will go back five years and if you've given away money or given away property and it's seen as you were doing it so that you could, you know, you could... Um, get around the system. Get around the system. <laughs> you're you're charged as if you still have it, you know, so you don't have, you, you're the worst of, Worst of both worlds, really. You don't have the asset, and you're being treated as if you do. Now, again, I again, um, th- those these are kind of things that probably the change in legislation will address a bit. But but let's just be aware of that one. Yeah, the five-year five rule for the, the legislation. John is working in the public service, has been for forty-two full years, unbroken service. Uh, he's now aged uh, sixty-one. He's planning to retire in the coming months. He's obviously taking early retirement from the public sector. How will that affect his state pension? Well, you see, it depends on, I suppose, um, again, we'd, I would really urge John to contact us, but I suppose generally it would depend what contribution you're paying. If you're to, to, to benefit from a state uh, pension, you need to be paying either Class A con- contributions or S, or, or there's a few other, but A, and a, a is for employees and S is self-employed. Now, there are some other more minor ones as well, but A or S, most people pay one or the other. S if you're self-employed, A if you're an employee. So if you have enough of those contributions, you you could qualify. At the moment, there's two ways of looking at it. If you have 40 years of continuous um, contributions paid, you can qualify for the maximum state pension. But if he, you said he's in the public service, so yeah. he's the public service pay a modified rate which doesn't qualify for you if it normally used to be a d a d contribution yeah a d contribution doesn't co- count towards your pension so again i'm guessing what he what, what john is on so i would really say john contact us and we could be more precise about and, it. and also at 61 you still have to wait until you're 66 oh you, you still have you to wait until 66 yeah, there's no couldn't. there's no yeah. there's no early there's no getting your the earliest you can get your estate pension is at 66 okay all yeah. right listen that was a mine of information you've covered a lot and there's a lot of detail uh, in it and and i can see one of our listeners who we've suggested ringing you is back on saying thank you to Anne and to tell Anne and her team i will be in contact uh, the numbers where people can contact for more information Yes, so I suppose the the key thing is yeah, come and, and as I really stressed, 
talk to us because everyone's situation is different and because it's, it's and we are offering a confidential service so you know um, we do need to kind of delve a bit into someone's to give them a, 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 a full answer but yes absolutely ring us um, the Bantry number is 0761078390 or the Mallow office is 0761078000 okay. so um, please ring us or, contact, or go on to our website citizensinformation.ie and you'll get all the details for the, all the, the local offices and as we said at the outset you can deal over the phone but if they need to, if they, if they need to see you in person a face to face appointment they can make an appointment for you yeah okay. yeah but the, yeah that's absolutely but ring okay. us first please. okay yeah. alright Anne thank you for that thank you Patricia thanks for joining us Anna Donovan Development Manager with South Munster Citizens Information Centre a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.